Feel free Hello to start whenever you want. Fuck's sake. Hello and welcome. I've got shit to build. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I've got green on me. And I'm covered in pumpkin juice. And this is Ghouls with Foot with Tools. A podcast for the creepy crafter. I can't believe I fucked that up. That was awful. Yeah. Yeah, well. Go with uh, it. Anyway, uh, what has everyone been up to? Uh, Brett, what have you been up to? I made a knife. Oh! I steal a knife. Al, I'm going to send it to you soon. That's all Fuck for you, me. boy. Um, I made a ply steel knife, and it was fun, but it took forever because I'm not a knife maker. <laughs> um, and first dabblings with uh, ply steel and welding billets together and whatnot, and it came out really neat. I like how it looks. And also yeah, it acid. Pretty good. I used acid for the first time. I dropped acid for like the first time, man. Really tripping balls. It was tripping crazy, man. I was seeing lines everywhere. <laughs> um, and then I just filmed the last bits for Zombie Weapon Challenge tonight before nice. it got dark, and it went surprisingly well, and it was very silly. And since this is going to be out tomorrow, whatever, we're talking, we're coming in from the past. Um, I can reveal I made a cat and nine tails nice pirate, pirate whip thing. But all the ends of it are like talons yeah. that I forged. And <laughs> I set up a bunch of pumpkins and shot a bunch of dumb shit. And then I thwacked one of the pumpkins the first time and it kind of left some scratch marks. And I was like, hey, okay, that worked. And then I hit it again and the front of it exploded. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So that Sweet. worked out pretty well. And I was happy with that. And there were chickens, and now there's just pumpkin mayhem because I had like a couple extra at the end, and I took my cutlass over there from last year. Yeah, and I I just had a little fun. Nice. Anyway, yeah. I uh, I must admit, because I've I've done the vast majority of the uh, filming for mine now, but uh, tomorrow morning I've got to film the uh, the actual bit where I'm using it. Uh, so. Everything other than that is all filmed. Um, so I'm going to do that and do the uh, the actual editing tomorrow, which I'm super excited about. Hooray! Um, but it, I quite like it because it sounds like uh, our three videos are all going to come out in fairly quick succession. I believe so. Yeah, because Al, what have you been up to? Unlike Brett, I'm not going to talk from the past from the future <laughs> because <laughs> depending on what time Steve gets this episode out tomorrow, I. I'm not sure if my video will be out, um, so mm. I'm not going to give it away because uh, it's not even finished yet. And like Steve, I've still got to do all the editing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's going to be an all-nighter tonight. Yeah, um, tonight's going to be late. In classic Al fashion, I am, I've just completely got out of my depth. Like <laughs> every single thing on the build is something I've not done before. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, it looks fucking awesome. From though. like learn, basically learning to weld on Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> um, to try to work out like gear ratios and cogs and stuff to get the right torque for basically what I'm doing. But oh my it's, god, it's fucking nuts! Um, yeah. And I love it. It's my favorite build so far. It, I think, I think it's going to put Tira to shame. 
Oh my brilliant. That is a bold statement. <laughs> yeah. Plus yeah. the um the, the, the sort of edit as well is gonna be again like half half the journey is 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 kind of the fun yeah. I'm having with the video as well. So can't can't wait to get it out. Hoping it's gonna come out tomorrow so I don't miss the deadline. Yeah, um, but if not, it's still gonna be a whole bunch of fun. Yeah. I mean I think that's kind of the, the point I'm with I am with mine as well, is the fact that I'm uh Sorry, Brett, you're in such darkness. <laughs> I didn't see you had your hand up then. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, do you want to go? Nope. Okay. Just make creepy faces with my fingers. <laughs> my fingers. Um, uh, what was this? Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited about um, more about the, the all the added extra stuff that goes with this particular video, more than the actual uh, build aspect of it. Although it's actually turned out a lot better than I thought it was going to, because I've had a, I've had a fair few issues with this one from completely burning the first uh, first version to um, halfway through doing the second one. Um, without going into too much details, basically there was part of it that I was going to be riveting, like hot riveting on, and I needed to tweak uh, how it was set up to be able to do it. So I was using the oxyacetylene torch, um, well, oxypropane torch. And um, and just kind of like as I was tapping it, it slipped out of the uh, the vice and like fell on the floor and completely sliced the uh, propane fuel line. Ooh. Oh, perfect! Is, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of a, a panic when that happened, um, which is nice. Yeah, uh, and then of course that ended up meaning that I was even further back because I had to like sort all that out and then I couldn't use the the oxypropane to finish the bit that I was doing so I had to come up with another solution on the fly and then I lost uh, a morning's worth of work time because I had to go and buy a new uh, oxypropane uh, line (laughs) because we're using it in the production shop and we've got a shitload of stuff to do so there wasn't a case of like oh I can just get that after I finished it It was like no I I need to get that straight away so um, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit behind, but it'll be fine. Speed editing, it's, it's fun. That's why we do this. Awesome. Um, I also had a bit of fun um, besides the build because Carlos has overproduced an abundance of chilies this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had back go, from the dead. Back from the dead. Back from maker dead. Um, so. Yeah, I got I got a whole bunch. They were super ripe, um, and I didn't know what to do with them, so I decided to give a go at fermenting. So nice. I watched quite a bit of uh, "It's Alive" uh, on the Bon Appetit channel, which is awesome. It's not a, it's not a um, spiffing, but watch it because it's great. Um, and it's all about kind of fermented things, so anything with yeasts in things like pickles, um, breads, beers, things like that. But yeah, basically, it was my first attempt at kind of doing fermented chilies. I did uh, jalapenos last year. They were just pickled, so that was really easy. That was just like brine and vinegar and then yeah. uh, can them. But this, yeah, this was about just using the natural yeasts that are actually on the plant already um, and then just a bit of salt and water and then getting them to start to ferment. But it was a bit freaky at first. Like you're thinking like I'm just basically letting this go off. Yeah. Uh, and it was like really nervous and I didn't really understand. But then as soon as it started to fizz and started to bubble and then the, the acidity level just really increases and it gets to a point where it's so acidic that the 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 lactic acid that the 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 yeast produce uh inhibit bacteria yeah so basically it preserves itself 
And so it's, it's got to the point now where it's like, it's just completely self-preserved <laughs> and it smells fucking amazing. Oh, um, and I took a few chilies out and I just made like a, a quick first batch of, of hot sauce. And it's basically like really, really nice hot sauce. Um, yeah. Kind of fermented like Tabasco, but it's not got that aged because it's not, it's not been aged in barrels or yeah. anything. But it's absolutely yeah. stunning. Um, so yeah, that was a bit of fun. And made a whole bunch of applesauce out of the tree because the apples are also yeah. fruiting. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. All of our apples are wasted now because I oh, just haven't me. had a chance to do anything with them. No, I need to, I need to pick them like in the, in the next few days. Otherwise, they're just going to rot. Uh, all of ours are off the tree and already mostly rotted at this point. Fuck. Yeah. Welcome but, to the Fools with Tools food with, tools, <laughs> with, fruit, fruit, with fruit with Fruit with ghouls. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but saying that, they've started doing the apple harvest at the. No, we're still uh, talking about apples. Oh, oh, just at, at you're from upstate New York. You probably yeah, have like you know, apple festivals. And... I live in an apartment. <laughs> I don't have apples. Apple apartment. <laughs> You've been to the apartment. There is no Carlos and no apples. No. There's there's no apples. There's no like even furniture. Those. There's no chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, the blow-up mattresses are totally still there because <laughs> now I've now just turned them into sitting on them. I was going to say, are they still half inflated? Ah, they're fantastic, brilliant. Um, yeah. So oh. anyway, anyway, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've completely lost the flow now. I was quite happy talking about apples, but apparently we're not allowed to talk about. Food. I don't want to talk about apples. Apples. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about Pumpkins. how it's Halloween. Ooh. And 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 fabricators of things. A lot of us, uh, and a lot of the community, and a lot of the people that I follow on the grams and the social medias, everyone has a hell of a lot of fun with Halloween because it's an excuse to be a complete goof and dress up or make your costume or make you know little gizmos and gadgets for your Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. And considering the three of us are all doing, you know, not only Rory's zombie challenge but also. You know, Al costume. I dressed up. I dress up. Uh, and then yeah. Steve, I think you were maybe thinking about doing some stuff like that. But that might be. I don't know. Oh, all right, all right. But as as people that make things and people that pride themselves in making stuff, it's not about making you know like perfectly authentic whatever. Bleh. <laughs> it's more just. I think we can up the game a little bit from buying a costume from your local big box crap yeah. store. And it, then like, how do you, how do you do that? And then not spend like four weeks making something that you're going to wear one once. night or that's going to break <laughs> halfway through it. Um, yeah. Cause I think that's the thing is I was going to say, like, I, I don't like, uh, I, I was going to say, I don't like making a fool of myself, um, <laughs> dressing up like that. But Welcome that's to the a... podcast, Steve. <laughs> I was going to say, but that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I think that's that's one of the things. It's like, I, uh, I, if I'm going to dress up, I don't want to dress up and take it seriously. I want to, I, I want to be an idiot. I want to like be so ridiculous that you are like when I was um, when I was working in the hospitality industry. Were you a doorman? Uh, I, I was just I was just hospitality. Okay. Uh, in fact, actually, no. At this point, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't a doorman. I was a barman. Um, 
uh, one of the like because obviously Halloween used to see all sorts of costumes and things come out. And uh, um, still, my most favourite uh, costume was a guy that had just got a massive cardboard box and uh, dressed up as a Rubik's cube. Nice. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's just such a simple costume, but uh, but yeah, I, I think that, that's the thing is like you don't need to go all out and and spend months planning it and doing it to have a really cool costume. I remember going yeah, to. But, a, I, I think like, I think I've talked about it before. Going going to a party as Leon, um, mm. and like you know, I, I did. I, I am that wanker. I did go the whole hog. I had like a little potted plant, and I drank <laughs> I, I drank milk with vodka in it all night in like in like yeah. tetra oh, packs, yeah. <laughs> which was chunky, by the way. Um, but it, and I had a little like BB gun and 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 did yeah. the whole hog and stuff. Brilliant. But I was just completely outshined because the guy just turned up as luggage. And he'd basically got a suitcase, <laughs> cut two leg holes in it, and just wore it. It's like a pair of pants. And it was just a suitcase. And it was just fucking brilliant. Like, it didn't mean anything. It wasn't from a film. There was no, like, cultural reference. It was just utter bollocks. But it was just so funny and so, like, inspired. That, like, it, was, it was just the best costume of the night. Yeah. Um, one of my uh, or a friends did show me a picture of uh, one of his mates that went out on Saturday. And he just went out in his normal clothes with um, a bit of A4 paper, like sellotapes to his chest that just said student debt. That was it. Nice. <laughs> brilliant. But uh, what's, so is that, would you say that's the the most ridiculous costume you've, um, you've done? Like you're, you're the one that you put the most effort into or are there more ridiculous ones? There's, there's, there's definitely ridiculous ones. I mean, um, not the whole the whole world doesn't kind of embrace Halloween like we do in in the UK and the states. Um, in Europe, especially, it's not really that big. Uh, so when I was I in know, Amsterdam, I've seen uh, Red and his missus their costumes. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, amazing. Yeah, no, <laughs> like um, she's been posting kind of the back catalogue of, of Halloweens for the past <laughs> ten years. So it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, it's great. Um. Yeah, but uh, when I when I was in Amsterdam, they they kind of didn't really didn't really go for it. Um, but I was working in a in an English company, and I thought let's do this. So I, I really kind of pushed for every year for the for work to have like a Halloween party, and it just grew every year, year on year, got better and better. Um, I don't think it's my best costume, but my most like um, committed one was was Hannibal Lecter, and the only reason that I wanted to be Hannibal Lecter is because my friend at work, uh, Inga was a spitting image of Jodie Foster. And it's basically right, you've got to go <laughs> it's, it's Clarice. Um Brilliant. and then I goes Hannibal. Yeah. It was like, oh let you know what 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 do you do? And I, I got like a straight jacket and stuff and a, a DLC like uh, jumpsuit and all this and yeah. then just got a cheap like plastic um <clears throat> uh, mask thing and like tied it up a bit, did a bit of like weathering on it and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I just, I just spent the, the next day just building like an entire gurney out of foam board <laughs> and wrapping it in tinfoil so it looked like it was aluminium. And oh then basically strapped, strapped myself to the gurney and just yeah. <laughs> and just went to the to the it was the Halloween party and just like leant up against the wall in this gurney <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't move and I was completely strapped in and there was like a sit down meal and everyone was just sitting down and I was just there just like, <laughs> and so, and so oh Clarice just basically came over with like a plate and was just feeding me like chopped up bits of food off the plate. Oh, <laughs> 
Absolutely perfect. <laughs> it was commitment. Holy shit. <laughs> Steve, what was your what's your most ridiculous or, or favorite that you've ever done? Um to be perfectly honest, because I, I do always seem to be working uh whenever there's like As a dormant. Yeah, as a dormant. Uh, but whenever there's an excuse to get dressed up, I I tend to be working. But one year I um I was going out and I I basically been convinced to dress up as an ogre, and uh, and that involved basically getting painted head to toe in green and having my sister back comb my hair. Which, <laughs> if if you don't know, I've got quite long hair, and uh, and it came out like this. It was absolutely, like, which obviously I've just realized that we can see. Uh, it came out like a foot and a half all around my head. And just this matted, horrible mess, uh. which was great on the night out. And yeah, loads of, of comments and, and everything like that. But the next morning was fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> just there with a, a hairbrush for an hour, just going, uh, that's one side done. Um, but uh, my last office, because uh, I don't know if uh, if, it happens everywhere but in the uk like a lot of companies will get everyone to dress up um for the office party and and come in to work dressed up and uh and one of the last ones i was at um the the head of it came in in top to tail in a proper like 600 quid stormtrooper outfit and it was brilliant it was just like and he just basically went I've been wanting to buy this for 12 years. And <laughs> I just thought, fuck it. <laughs> it's a yes. good excuse. And the best it was is uh, it was him. And I think it was the head of finance. I've got a photo of them somewhere in the kitchen. And it's just John in a uh, stormtrooper outfit making a cup of tea. And then the head of finance, who was a bald guy wearing, um, basically dressed up as John Luke Picard. And it was just like Star Wars and Star Trek, just <laughs> in the office making a cup of tea. Perfect. It's great. What about you then, uh, Brett? Because obviously we've uh, we've seen a fair few costumes on your uh, YouTube and that already. So, oh, your... um, I I'm definitely one of the people that if I'm gonna dress up because I don't do it very often, you know, like, like in day to day life, I wear the same three outfits just on cycle, and so when I need to dress nice for like a wedding or you know some kind of fancy event, I like to dress up it's nice you feel nice about yourself um so when it comes to halloween i have a tendency to go as full-on as i possibly can (laughs) um david bowie was a recent one where i I did the jareth from labyrinth i got the wig the giant rock star wig but then i went as far to get a contact lens that had the dilated iris and then like walked around all night creeping people out but i wore the you know skin tight leggings and tall boots and a floofy <laughs> floofy shirt um and a bunch of people were like it's hilarious you don't look anything like him but it's hilarious <laughs> good um i did wear the link costume before i left kansas city i wore the link costume out yeah. for a halloween and then too many people kept grabbing the sword because wow. they found out it was real or you know, <laughs> made it like stainless steel but you know it's a sword yeah. for all intents and purposes um, that's probably the most time intensive costume I've ever done. Cause I did all the leather work and stuff for it too. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. So all uh, the belting and the hauberk yeah. or sorry. And the, uh, baldric for the sword and the boots. And the, I helped with the hat and the 
tunic and everything. I bought the I bought the chainmail because yeah. somebody was stupid enough to sell chainmail for forty dollars. <laughs> so I was like, mm, yes, please. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Since we're talking about it, it it reminds me that I have like a section of my closet. I have like ten shirts <laughs> and a couple pairs of pants and a couple pairs of shoes. But I have a very dedicated section for just like all kinds of goofy costume <laughs> crap that I don't want to get rid of because yeah. I find it fun. I got to wear my captain's jacket today, which yes. I haven't worn since last year. Yeah, my captain's trench and my tall boots, <laughs> and I they look. If you boil it down to why I want to do that, or why I like dressing up, or why I tr- tend to go full on for Halloween, it's because it's the escapist mindset. Right, that we all have a tendency to get into. It's the same thing with like video games, playing video games when you're little. You're just doing it to forget about everything else around you. And when you do that and you put on like a real legit costume, if you want to be a Rubik's Cube, you're the <laughs> dude that everyone's going to talk to you as the same person and be like, that's a funny costume. Yeah. But you're not like playing a Rubik's Cube. You don't walk around not talking all night. Um, but I love that idea of, you know, it is a degree of like cosplay with all that popularity but getting into character or like playing up the character a little bit more it's it's super fun for me because i think in a past life i wanted to be an actor or (laughs) just be a pirate an actual pirate (laughs) i don't know if you guys have the same kind of mindset when it comes to it though like do you put on a costume and then go yes i feel like i am this person i think i think it helps i think um Yes, it's definitely escapism, but it it also like amplifies the character. Like, obviously, doing the full fly stuff. Like, I couldn't like pretend to be Jane just yeah. in my, in my civvies. It'd just be weird. Nope. <laughs> but the second you like strap on some boots and like tuck your t shirt in, suddenly you're this like different character. And, and yeah. I, think, I think the props help. And there's there's like a an authenticity to it that that takes you somewhere. It transports you. I remember um, when Weta Industries were talking about. Uh, making the Lord of the, the Rings, yeah, all the props for Lord of the Rings, um, and thing going down to things like the lining of the clothes was still authentic and still, yeah, traditionally made. Nobody was ever going to see it; it was never going to be in the film, right? It wouldn't affect anything other than the person wearing it, and it, it them putting it on helped them transform. Yeah, um, King, the guy who played Theon, right? Yeah, yeah, not Theon. That's Theon fun. Greyjoy. Yeah. Theon Greyjoy. No, 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 the Rohan. Yeah, yeah. Theodore. For, for, for... Whatever. Yes. They're all they all they all sound alike. But yeah, yeah, I remember that that extra features where it was talking about and they lined the interior with that really beautiful pattern yeah, yeah. quilted thing, and they were like, No one's ever gonna see this. But yeah. he said that when he put it on, he just like he felt more kingly because of the stuff that he was wearing and I think that's a pretty cool dynamic. And the Fool Fly stuff is a great example because as much as it's like Halloween and we're all goofing around, you know, Steve, you don't take your hair down for anything. <laughs> and we got you to actually take your hair out of a braid or some scrunchies or whatever the hell you wear. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, I think because I'm, I'm probably kind of like the opposite in that I don't, in social situations, unless I'm with uh, a group of people that I'm comfortable around, I, I don't like being in costume because I I just feel really uncomfortable, really awkward, really anxious, and I, I don't enjoy it. 
which is another reason why I don't do too much um uh uh like cosplaying sort of stuff. But if I'm like if if I'm um if I'm around my friends and I'm in a situation where I'm comfortable and I know that I'm like I'm just going to a friend's house and we're there's gonna be like forty of my mates there, then fuck yeah, I'll get into character and I'll really play up to it and and do all that. Um but but it's a really interesting point about uh, the the props because if if you just if you say to someone right pretend to be a wizard the first thing they're going to do is look around for something they can use to be a wand even if it's just a, <laughs> like picking up a sharpie or something like that and um, I think like it's it's the same with um, w- with a- any uh, craft or anything like that people have these preconceived ideas and if you say to someone right you know just get in your mind that you're pretend to be a blacksmith. And yeah, I, I'm going to take you through everything. And the first thing they want to do is they want to pick up a, a hammer and and tap it on the anvil. <laughs> and you get the same thing with with woodworkers, with people that sew, people that knit, you know, whatever it is. People need those kind of um, props to to kind of get into character, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I think I think um, th- there's like there's certain archetypes and there's certain like triggers to, to, to get you into that character mindset. Because I remember as a kid, like, you know, you'd be sketching out like Frankenstein or Dracula yeah. or a rock star. And there's all these things that like uh, uh, mnemonics to the, the, what that character is. So, you know, like uh, a punk rocker might have like a safety pin through his eyebrow or something or through his nose. Yeah. And so I remember as a kid, like not, being particularly good at, at fancy dress or not having like costumes or, you know, be able to make stuff. But I'd find those things like gluing yeah. two bolts to your neck and suddenly Frankenstein. Yeah. And it's those, it's those little shortcuts that like suddenly put you into that character and put you into that mindset. And I think it it, it does go back from, for me as a kid. I remember um, there was the dressing up box, like, yeah. and there was no actual costumes in it. You know, there was no stormtrooper costume or anything like that. <laughs> It was probably just all like my mum's clothes from the sixties, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like a skinny woman's clothes on like a, a, a small chubby child suddenly becomes <laughs> something completely different. Yeah. So yeah. like you know me putting on her like purple suede jacket, you know suddenly I could be something completely different. Um, and there was really loads of cool things in there, and, and there was like you know there's like a, a like a cork hat, so suddenly you're an Australian. And yeah. they weren't necessarily full outfits, but they were just things to 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 for your imagination to suddenly transform. Yeah, yeah. And in an instant, you could be some, you could be somewhere else. You could be a spaceman. You know, it, it goes down to like the kid in a cardboard box thing. Yeah, I maybe that's what it comes down to because I've talked about it or we've talked about it on the podcast before, where it's that childlike mindset, right, or the the naivete of it all, where playing dress up as, as an adult or cosplaying or just goofing around with your friends socially gets less and less acceptable. It seems like as you get older, but some of my favorite people on the planet just are big kids, you know, like Adam Savage always does cosplay stuff. He's really into cosplay and I don't know how old he is off the top of my head, but what a guy, like he can't (laughs) walk around Comic-Con without getting bombarded by people. So he just said, screw it. I'll make my own costumes and then walk yeah. around and no one has to recognize me. And he does an amazing job because he's a maker and a prop maker. And so he does it so full on. And like, he loves giving hugs when he's Totoro. And um, 
I I don't think I'm ever going to stop being a big kid or a big goofball for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so, yeah, Al, it started back. We had the same thing when we were little. We just had a dress up box that just had tons of little old, you know, crap from my parents or hand-me-downs from other family members and stuff. And it used to be so fun just to go, I want to be an astronaut. And, you know, a little different than Hannibal Lecter, but we would cover ourselves in aluminum and, you know. Yeah. it You're suddenly an astronaut because you're shiny. <laughs> like, I'm from space. Yeah. yeah. And then your brother wraps your face too tight and, and then can't breathe. And <laughs> Let's not go down that road. But that, that's the thing is, is it's picking up on those um, the like uh, I was saying it's just the little things that 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 kind of pull that trigger in your head and make you go oh yeah that that's what it is there's um, I was going to try and start talking about uh, some design stuff that I've seen where they've where they've done that and they've had like very very simplistic um, keys to what they're they're showing and then realised that I'm talking to you two. <laughs> Probably, I'm just going to sound like an idiot. So I'm, no, I'm perfect. Not, go for it. Go for it. Um, no, no I, I was just going to say, like the fact that they that I've seen that done so many times, and, but done so well, and and when it is done really well, it's super effective because it's just that, like, um, like I was saying with the with punk rock, you know, you you get a neon pink bit of A4 paper and you draw a black um, silhouette of a, a safety pin on it, instantly in your head you go, oh yeah, punk rock, like. And and those little keys, if you can get that into not just into your costume, but into the the stuff you're making as well. Like, I, I, go ahead on. <laughs> I was going to say it's definitely. I think everybody is realizes. Well, I would hope everybody realizes the details, right? Al, you are currently wearing a thing on your shirt that probably did not need to be there, but yeah. <laughs> oh my god, the details, right? So all those little things, right? It's one thing to wear a blue robe and go, I'm a wizard. But if you yeah. did have something like a staff or a wand or a hat or some really <laughs> fancy glasses or a beard, whatever, all those little details add up to like really build that that character, that persona, that feeling where like you can embody that dumb yeah. thing that you're pretending to be at that point in time. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that because it, it's one of those where you have to start out with the absolute basics. So you start out with, with that blue robe that, you know, you put that and that is the, the MVP, the minimum viable product, minimum viable product for being a wizard is, hmm. is that blue robe. And then like you say, you, you add in those little details and the beauty of it is, is as you add in those details, depending on which ones you choose, you can then start creating a, a whole character and really personalizing it. So you can either, um, if you're, if you're copying a, an existing character, you can add in, and you you know you make sure you get those little tweaks in. Like if you're being Harry Potter, you make sure you've got the right wand and the right scar and the right stripy tie mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Or if you're creating your own one, then you go right, okay. Well, actually, I want I want this wizard to have this thing, and yeah, you know, he's not going to have a, a wand. He's going to have a staff, and he's going to have a sword and a stupid hat or whatever as well. And and you you create that, and and that's when like you say that that's when things start to create depth and that's when you get into actually being a character because it's not just i'm a wizard it's i'm thragnor from god <laughs> like, i am used to 
And because wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator. That, that's the thing that I love. Like that's why I used to really enjoy uh, playing D anD D is because you could you could create those whole little fucking worlds of awesome little characters and things. And you, I mean, I like my character sheets for some of them were um, so so detailed. I mean, there was a few that were just like, oh yeah, he's just a whatever. But then there's others where you, you go into, like, there's a full backstory. I mean, one of my favorite um, characters from when I was playing D&D, we had an entire campaign based around a bit of backstory to him that nobody but me or the DM knew about. And it was so much fun because, <laughs> like, it was it was like having your own film and telling your own story in your own computer game all at the same time and watching your friends, like, react to it. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a sort of hidden, like... Um there's a subtle side to it as well, you know, so yeah. it, does, it doesn't always have to be like the overt thing or the, or the show off thing. You know, I remember someone going to a, uh, a fancy dress party as, as Clark Kent, <laughs> just a dude in a suit, yeah. you know, and it, was, and it was just really smart. And, 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 and I think someone else went as, as Harvey Dent and it was just, he just had a coin, you know, yeah. the, the, it wasn't two face. It was like yeah. pretty two face. So he was just, you know, he was just a district attorney, but he had a coin. <laughs> And it was that that tiny little prop that was enough to kind of yeah. transcend the character and everyone to understand it. I remember watching, um, I think it was like Monday Night Raw, and there was, I think it was The Undertaker was coming down. He had two security guards and just like full-on riot gear, um, black security guards, like Kevlar yeah. suits, nightsticks, and they're walking down. And then one of, the, one, of the, one of the security guards just started spinning his truncheon round. And I was like, fuck, it's a big boss, man. <laughs> and he, and, he, and he, had a, he had a mask on he didn't know who it was and then he yeah. got in the ring and he took it off and he was a big boss man it's just like yeah. even just like behavior or an action was enough to to basically build an entire character and yeah. he'd been like he'd been out of the ring for for years so it was like a surprise comeback as as they do in wrestling um <laughs> but even just that just a simple action of spinning something round you know was enough to tell a story honestly um, the the rock had the eyebrow yeah exactly like if you saw yeah. the eyebrow that was it you were like yeah. oh Stuff's going yeah. down <laughs> to the point where people would like have massive eyebrows in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I love I love that idea of subtlety, right? Like I had a uh, a party that I went to in uh, college where somebody dressed in a really really nice suit, really nice tie, slicked their hair back, and didn't really talk. And you'd go up and be like, "Oh, who are you?" And he would just hand you like a bone white card. Yeah, you know, nice. and slip it to you. He's like, really oh, you're from American Psycho. Okay, I get it. Like, wouldn't wouldn't even tell you his name or wouldn't talk to you. He would just like very subtly just hand you a card and yeah. then walk away. Just slightly, <laughs> slightly sweating. Yeah. I I remember. Uh, I just want going, to fit in. <laughs> um, this is going back a few years, but there was a a, a lad that came into um, one of the bars and he was. It was dressed in a full, like just a, a warm looking tracksuit. Cause you know, this time of year it's, it's fucking cold. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he was just wearing this tracksuit and I was like, ah, oh, you, you're not dressing up or anything fella. And he went, ah, and then pulled out from, it was like hanging around the back of him sort of thing. Just pulled out an inflatable red, like, um, you know, the thing that lifeguards have <laughs> <laughs> and he just pulled that out. I just went, I'm, I'm David Hasselhoff just on his day off. <laughs> it's oh, wow. brilliant. It worked so well. And the best thing is, is he then like throughout the night he was just 
completely playing the character as well. So he was getting really into it, but all he had was that inflatable. <laughs> it's enough. Yeah. Oh, man. It just makes me want to do the rest of the episode. It's like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. in, t- in terms of like, you said you kind of, it, 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 you, it's the, the actor that you never were. You know, it's an excuse to kind of to play act. Um, yes, I I never really had a desire to do anything like that as a kid. I was obviously I was doing it, but when it came to like actually, you know, doing drama at school or something like that, it was never really something that appealed to me. Right. You know, I never wanted to be in a play. I never wanted to grow up to be an actor. Um, but you know, it is a hundred percent part of my personality and part of my identity is this kind of, you know, playing playing a character, being able to, you know, Brett, you love doing impressions. It's this kind of mm-hmm. switching from who you are to a little bit, a little bit of escapism, but a little bit of entertainment as well at the same time. Oh, yeah. But For I sure. never, I never put the two together. I never, I never thought yeah. there'd be a, 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 an opportunity for me to, 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 to actually do this for a living. Right. Um, I'd much rather be the guy making the, the props and the costumes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd love to build sets and everything like that, but there are just these weird moments where, you know, I've always had a fascination with sounds and, and unique voices and, and unique, you know, faces. Like, mm-hmm. wow, that person has a really interesting nose. But <laughs> it's, you know, I, I joke around about the Gandalf stuff, but it's always been just when I think of old wizard, of course, it's from watching all those movies. But now all I can think of is Ian McKellen just being <laughs> my quintessential wizard. And the fact that I can like half-assed my way into just like an old British man, you know, or when I did the Alec Guinness stuff at my old job, they were looking for some, they they were like, we're going to hire a British voice actor to do these star Wars fake ads that we're going to do. And I was like, that is a really dumb expense that we're going to have to make. (laughs) And I go, give me one day and I'll challenge myself to see if I could pull off just an old Alec Guinness. Luke. (laughs) Search your feelings, Luke. It's it's not great, but it got yeah. what we needed for those things. And I had a lot of fun doing it. I was like, I got to be an old British man, you know, and read these <laughs> dumb fake Star Wars ads, which at my job, like, came and went, right? Yeah. I, I spent, like, a week trying to perfect these things and, like, nail the vocals. And everything. I can still remember most of the lines of dialogue because I read them so long. But, like, it's 3 a.m., and your children are fast asleep. This stuff is embedded in my brain now, but like, <laughs> I love that I spent the time to do that, to like become this character for this thing, and then like a week later, no one gave a shit. Yeah. They're like, hey, you did a great job. Gone. Whereas <laughs> now, my, what I love about us doing it now is like, Al, put on the dumb voice for Jane, and like, Steve, with your big, boisterous you know, Monty voice and all the other characters in the full fly thing, we're all just having a laugh and it's going to be in video form. Like for as long as YouTube or the internet exists, we're all putting ourselves out there as like total goofballs, but we make stuff, you know, we made the props and the costume. Ellen has gone way (laughs) above and beyond building out an entire set, which advantageous timing for her that she got a new house and then yeah. she's like i'm gonna fill one room with a set for full fly I'm like, good. <laughs> i can't wait till we all go over to denmark and make that happen oh right it's gonna be so good uh, it's just it makes me so happy right i'm such a grump most of the time but just let me be <laughs> a dumb character and hang out with my friends and dress up in 
in suspenders with a stick in my gun holster that's on the left side. It all makes me really happy. <laughs> There's so much double entendre in that sentence as well. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, um, so, cause obviously we, we, we talked about getting dressed up and, and stuff like that, but like, I, I think the reason that people get so, like, or the, the reason that people that I know get so excited about Halloween is, um, there's obviously a, there's a, a few kind of like um, religious and, and all that sort of overtones to it. But I think one of the main reasons is because people do get to to really make stuff. And it's not just a case of like at Christmas where you, know, you might make a few decorations for the tree. Like people go all out and like even from the simplest things of just like making a or carving a pumpkin and, and putting your stamp on it um to like hosting a party and completely decking out uh uh your room um or a, a room in the house or a village <laughs> hall or whatever and really really like theming stuff up because you're you're trying to make it look like the the best horror movie you can think of sort of thing and uh and i just, I, I just love the fact that that's kind of it seems to be one of those things that gets everyone excited and everyone wants to do it and the fact that it's even people that aren't in the the maker community just love making stuff for Halloween and and acting goofy and daft and mm-hmm. and it brings out like that that child childish kind of attitude in everyone. Yeah, you get one day a year to be a, a justified and also totally free and clear of any repercussions, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> have at it. Have fun with it. <laughs> Al tries to get away with it most days. <laughs> I was actually at, um, it was my goddaughter's second birthday at the weekend. And I, I, I went around to her party and, and it was a Halloween party. And I, nice. and I didn't know, like her dad hadn't told me. <laughs> and I was so good. Like I turned up to the house and there was like cobwebs in the door and stuff. Oh. And she was just little cat and it was awesome and all the kids were just like in completely like weird costumes and like some yeah. of them just ridiculous some of them obviously you know they've got the little disney princess yeah. outfit there, but others were just like you know in um uh big daddy where adam sandler just basically lets the kid dress himself yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like scuba steve and he's just got like flip-flops on it's just fucking brilliant <laughs> you know it was it was like that and and there's a yes there's a naivety and and, and an escapism that you know, the kids could, I could do, I yeah. could do whatever I want. And I don't, also, I don't have to be an archetype. I could just yeah. be whatever I want. Like, yeah. I want to come, I want to combine, you know, this skeleton head with this tutu. <laughs> and, you know, there's no rules because I'm a kid. Um, but I think as well, as well as escapism, you know, it's just, it's just about transformation. If, if we're creative people, we're making stuff, you know, it, it, it could be that you're just transforming one bit of wood into something else. But here it's just a, it's an opportunity for you to transform yourself. Yeah. You know, some people, Steve, you've got tattoos. Brett, you've got tattoos. Some people do stupid shit with their hair. Um, <laughs> but, you know, being, being able to sort of like temporarily transform yourself, there's a real appeal there because, it, you know, it, it, if it doesn't work, it's not the end of the world. But you can, yeah. you, can, you can try new things all the time. So it comes around every year and it's like, oh, fuck, you know, I could do something totally different this year. Um, and I think just as makers, we, you know, we, we want to make one thing into something else. And if it's ourselves for one yeah. night, you know, uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Fuck you, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, like, uh, my buddy Alex has a 
costume party every year in Brooklyn, and I couldn't go this year because it's just busy. But uh, they always theme their parties, and everyone always goes all out. And it, the party's gotten a little bit smaller because people are getting older and having kids and getting married and doing all those things. But uh, one year, just as a weird little side story, one year they did DC Universe, and it was geared towards villains. <laughs> that was their theme. They were like trying to get everybody to dress up like a villain from the DC universe. And uh, everybody did a great job. There were no doubles. And there were like 40 people that showed up at this party. There were no doubles of anybody. Uh, save the fact that there was a regular Joker and a nurse Joker. And then like two hours in, everyone was pretty drinky at that point, a little slippery. Um, somebody knocked on the door and, it opens and it's one guy dressed as Batman. <laughs> and it was glorious. Cause he goes, he came in and we were like, Holy shit. That's awesome. You're the only Batman. And he goes, I know this is a villain's party. So I get to be the only Batman. He like <laughs> Mike dropped his entrance basically to just be like, I never get to wear this amazing Batman costume. And what better place than somewhere I know no one else is going to yeah. be dressed like me. And he was so proud of himself. And then he had a, <laughs> we took so many pictures with just like Batman and every villain he had ever dealt yeah. with. And it was amazing. He had such a good time. And I, I got to do at the end of the night, he like takes the mask off eventually. He's like, oh, man, that was, ugh. that was really fun. But now my head hurts. And I remember going, what do you do in your day job? And he's just like, I'm a bookkeeper. Like, I'm a financial guy at, you know, some (laughs) hedge fund, something or other. And he's just got this droll, monotonous numbers, (laughs) paperwork all day long. And he, like Ben Wyatt and Parks and Rec, like, went out and got a really, really good Batman costume. (laughs) And to see the look on his face of just, like, that was his moment. Yeah. That year. It it made me awesome. I'm kind of gutted he knocked on the door and didn't like smash through the skylight. <laughs> Justice! Justice! I uh, I can remember working, um, I used to, to do like uh, bars at events and things. And um, and I, I got to, asked to do a cocktail bar at a, it was a party that was around this time of year. Um, but they said it was, it was a Hawaiian themed party. And I was like, all right, okay, so it's just going to be a load of people dressing up in Hawaiian outfits sort of thing, like bamboo and grass skirts and all that. And um, and I turned up and I was just wearing like a, a black button-down shirt and, and black trousers because I was working and, uh, and had this bar set up with a, like I'd done a selection of, um, of just like Hawaiian-y sort of tropical juice-based uh, cocktails and things like this. And turned up, and it turns out it was it was a Hawaiian themed party, but it was a Hawaiian themed Halloween party. And basically, every year, this couple would invite all of their friends around, um, and they'd have a, a different theme. But you'd have to to kind of make that theme into uh, a Halloween thing. So they'd just say like, "Oh, it's Hawaiian." So there's loads of people turning up as like zombie surfers and and things like this, and it was fucking awesome because people just got so imaginative and so creative with because they were given like two things that just didn't seem to go together and just watching people's take on it and this is like you say it's people that spend most of their day working in the most 
boring menial jobs but getting the chance to kind of really put some creativity into what they were doing i mean some of the guys were spending like they've been planning it for months it was mm-hmm. awesome because i think i got booked uh i got booked three months in advance so they they've known for at least three months that they were going to have this hawaiian party and it was it was great and i really like that idea of of putting two things that you just don't think of as be as as going together putting them together and just seeing what people can come up with yeah it's almost like what we do in our makery things. <laughs> we we put things together well, that don't go together. <laughs> I'm good at words. <laughs> uh, I'm getting tired. Hey, yeah. but you know what? I think uh, Halloween and all of our maker people with all their cool costumes and the zombie challenge and all the fun things that are happening this year. They're all very spiffing. Da, da, da. Cool. Uh, I'll pick an order. Uh, bizarre. Bizarre. How bizarre? How bizarre? How bizarre? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. Uh, cool. So, Brett, do you want to go first? Yes. This week. I'm spiffing another podcast that's much more successful and popular than ours. But uh, I referenced it, I think, a week or two ago. It's called Hello from the Magic Tavern. It's a couple years old, but I just found out about it. And it is three hosts, all of which are improv actor people. And they started out with the first episode uh, just creating these characters and now they are well beloved (laughs) characters and like everybody knows everything about them but they're completely made up but they stay in character the whole podcast long but it's absolutely a goof yeah so like they constantly misstep every now and then be like how do you know what a cell phone is and they're like uh uh, (laughs) we have cell phones here too it's just a uh it's a an iron cell and then uh, phone is actually a term we use for, and they like have to yeah. come up with something because they <laughs> used a term that doesn't exist in their fairy tale world. Yeah. So it's really funny. It's an it's an awesome time waster, like white noise background thing, especially if you like goofy fantasy realm crap, but yeah. never taken too seriously. And they always have a laugh and take a piss at everything. So yeah. it's super fun. Because hello from the Magic Tavern. I think it was about uh, it, it was longer than a couple weeks ago because I've had it on my to listen list for a little while uh, after you said about it and yeah it's yeah I've, I've listened to like a quarter of one episode and it's it's really fun it gets it gets really silly like just the longer you stay with really it excited. it just gets freaking silly because they're good they're improv people so they're like they yeah. really keep track of their callbacks and they really know what like sticks and and it's yeah. it's fun all right next cool uh yeah i am gonna go i'm gonna follow suit and i'm gonna spiff another podcast um so another another podcast uh and it's one we have talked about on the show a few times uh and that is uh welcome to night vale which is same sort of thing it's a uh it it's a local radio show but for a fictional town that's in a different dimension and there's 
lots of really cool, creepy uh, horror tropes and things like that that are kind of, some of them are turned on their head, some of them are just dealt with like their normal, everyday occurrences. And <laughs> Don't go into the graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's so many little weird things. Like, um, there's an ongoing thing where there's there's always a different intern at the uh, radio station. <laughs> and, like, every month or so, they'll just have to be like, oh, yeah, the, that intern, they they died because they did this thing. And it's it's definitely worth a listen. But I would say start from episode one. There's if you if you don't want to listen to all hundred and whatever it is episodes, then there's uh, there's lists online that will tell you which ones are, are needed for the kind of the overall story arc. But there's yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really fun ones. So and then you can go look at all the people that have dressed up like every character from the yeah. show that they've made <laughs> up. Brett. Yeah. I dressed up like yeah. Cecil. <laughs> I know. But Cecil looks nothing like in my head. I had such a clear image of what. Oh, we've already talked about this before. uh, (laughs) Fine, we're going to Al. Um, I am. I think this might be a respiff, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, It's Bill Duran from Punish Props um, because Uh, I love Punish Props. um, The the really sort of accessible, um, not over the top detail, but just really easy ways to make props. Um, and they, the way they talk through it is 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 really enjoyable, but also informative. Um, talk about how to like weather stuff, how to make stuff out of foam. Um, but their channel, Punish Props, um, they just started to expand a little bit. He's got a couple more members on the team, oh, um, and they're all got like like stories to tell, and they they all have their own little builds in the show now. So it's a really good channel. Um, Bill and Brittany at Punish Props. I think it's just um, making fun out of out of sort of dressing up and cosplay, but it's not taking stuff too seriously. I know, like you were saying before, Steve, it kind of there's some people who take cosplay like really yeah. too far, and it almost like you, you do realize you dressed up as like a you know a wizard. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, if, you, if you're not laughing at yourself, there's something seriously wrong. Yeah, um, and, and, and those guys definitely do that. So yeah, go check okay. out Punish Props. Cool. Nice one. Good one. Good one. Good one. Uh, there is one extra. AOB! And that was. Yeah, no, there was one extra one, um, which was I just wanted to give Rory an extra shout out because uh, today, nice. today is in yesterday when this comes out, uh, is the last day of his um, zombie apocalypse weapon challenge. Uh, there's, I've already had about twelve people say that they're they're definitely going to enter next year because they they didn't realize until li- too late that this was happening. He's got so, his workout this year already. There's some oh, serious numbers for entry. Yeah. Did <laughs> you see? Like literally, just before we came on, I watched uh, Ola's um, video of the like the catapult trebuchet thing. It's, it's ready to play. It, uh, oh, it's, two seconds in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. He also used papyrus as as the typeface. The movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, know, I saw that. <laughs> what a scumbag. um but yeah and like and this is the thing is there's like he's managed to get so many people that wouldn't like oh this is ola's first video and he was like i've got to do it because it's for the the zombie weapon apocalypse challenge zombie apocalypse um and like there's so many people that that wouldn't have tried uh any kind of metal work or anything like that but they've gone actually no i can do like heat up a little bit and just tap it and then insert that into the the rest of the building it's fine yeah um so yeah, Rory, uh, if you don't already follow him, go follow him because he's 
fucking ace. Because we've now talked about him for the last four episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Rightly so. Uh, and the only other one was a quick shout out to Matt from Badger Workshop because in his uh, Bluetooth speaker build thing, he had us as his test subjects to make sure that his speakers worked. Which Hooray! Is nice. uh, cool. Uh, is there any other business from YouTube? No. No? Okay, cool. It's fine. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, cool. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us in, on all the usual social medias. You can find me at Moonshot Metalworks. You can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13. And you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. <laughs> it was the fact that you drew breath when I first started saying social medias and then, yeah, brilliant. Uh, and if you want to get hold of us as a collective, then you can find us at fwtpodcast.com. Uh, we are on Facebook as well. We're on Instagram and we are kind of on Twitter, but we don't use it because it's rubbish. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas. The elves know me as Fiang Yalak, the dwarves know me as Zonin and Hukstangis. And I am also known in the Northeast as Gasmoinius Maestar. And there are many other names that if you heard them, your face would melt. <laughs> <laughs>